0: Let
1: me sing. <laughs> la, 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 Hello and welcome to the SBNY podcast. My name is Peter Kennedy, and I am your host. The Sportsblog New York podcast is on iTunes, Apple Podcast app, as well as Google Play. And if you have not done so already, don't forget to subscribe to this very podcast. And if you like what you have been hearing, please don't forget to leave a little rating and review. Quick process on iTunes, Apple Podcast app, or Google Play. Leave some stars. Tell us what you think about the pod. And we love to hear your feedback. We love that you come in to listen every single week. And we love giving you some good content. But today on The Bill, we have some things going on in sports. Even though it's technically one of the deadest weeks in sports. We got Floyd and Connor throwing shade left and right. We got Mello possibly getting traded. And we got the Yankees at a crossroads after the All-Star break. With now a pennant race possibly in their future. But first, you know how we do it. A word from our presenting sponsor. Wooter Apparel is the number one shop for all custom uniforms and apparel. It is fully customized, any uniform, any design you can imagine. They don't just do basketball. They do baseball, football, lacrosse, golf, backpacks, hats, everything that you can imagine. Check them out at WooterApparel.com or on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Wooter Apparel. And the best part is use discount code SBNY at your purchase for a special discount. And again, that's discount code SBNY. But all right, without further ado, let me bring in my two co-hosts for the night. First, I'll bring back co-founder of SportsBlogNewYork.com, Phil DeMeo. What's up, man? How are you doing, Pete? Doing well. How did you enjoy the all-star break? I like it. My boy, Judge, you went off. Oh, yeah? We're going to talk about it. We have a lot of things to talk about today. And before we get to it, let's bring in our other, our other guest, Mike Palmazano. What's up, brother? What is going on? I'm glad to have you in because last week, actually earlier this week on uh, Monday, I released a pod where I talked about the Yankees a little bit, and I needed you, or I needed my boy Alec, Sorry, or I here. needed Phil, and now I got you guys here. I'm here. We're, We're going to talk a lot of Yankees today. Oh,
0: yeah. I'm excited. This is this is where baseball heats up. You get excited in April and May. You know, the weather warms up. It's July. All of a sudden, the pennant race is, you know, trade deadline, September, August, the dog days. This is the best part of the season. I'm excited. Let's do it. Because let's be real here for a second. I think even the the big baseball fan that you
1: are can probably acknowledge the fact that the NBA offseason was outshining the MLB regular season for a good portion before the all-star break. A little bit. But now it's uh it's flopping a little bit into the baseball's favor. What do you think about that?
0: It's funny how the NBA offseason is more exciting than the NBA regular season and just a little less exciting than the NBA postseason with the finals. <laughs> but I'm happy that we're finally here in baseball. It's nothing else going on. You got Floyd and Connor. That's pretty exciting. I'll give it that. That's going to be juiced up for the fight. But baseball is finally getting to its groove. This was probably one of the better all-star weeks, you know, two-day spans we've had in a little bit. I don't remember a derby being as exciting as it was. And we're homers here. But, you know, coming from you, what do you think? You like watching Judge hitting 500-foot home runs? Uh, how do you not like watching Judge, you know,
1: effortlessly almost hit 500-feet home runs? And I, I'm not going to be honest as well. I was in the car for a portion of it, and it was still fun to listen to. I mean, Dan Levitard, who's a goofball. He's a clown. He's good at what he does. He was the color guy with uh, Booge. What do they call him? Booge? John Shambi? Okay, yeah. yeah they were they were doing it on the radio, the Home Run Derby. Like, think about the Home Run Derby on the radio. Not that exciting. But hearing their, their absolute
0: awe of some of these balls that were getting hit, I couldn't help but enjoy it just listening. You're watching it. It looks like he's not even making full contact, and the ball's staying up in the air, staying up in the air, and going four, ten, four, twelve. It it it's pretty exciting to see how this this guy just came out of nowhere after batting a buck seventy last year, and now he's potentially going to be the rookie of the year and the MVP this year. First, only the third time in lb history. I, I you know it it's pretty exciting. I'm excited as a Yankee fan. What I love about it as non-Yankee fan, you see
1: Aaron Judge in the home run derby, or sometimes in the game. It literally looks like he got jammed. His reaction is so even-keeled. He seems like such a good, relatable guy that you think he gets popped up, gets jammed, and it's going to pop to a shallow right, and it carries out to right center. Unreal. And it's a home run. It's super impressive. Phil, what were your thoughts on the home run derby?
2: your Derby has to be the funnest night of the baseball season. Just pure fun. Wow. Yeah. There's no drama to it. Like, it's fun drama. Everybody just having a good time. Yeah, good time. All the players are having a good time. Their phones are out. Bryce Harper's cheering for each other. Azuna's cheering. It's fun. You, you, you sit back, kick back your friends, open a beer, watch guys crush home runs. Monster donks. the best night of the NBA season. Monster. Especially in New York now, we have Aaron Judge. Hopefully, I don't know how long he'll be doing this, but it's, it's awesome.
1: So did you enjoy the Home Run Derby? I think this is
2: an obvious answer, and actually. My favorite part was did Gary you... Sanchez um, upsetting Stan In the first round? That was amazing. <laughs> he, Gary crushed it. Good for him. How but, you feel,
0: Logan Morrison, huh? How you feel? <laughs> at me. At me.
2: Right? Lomo really
1: got shut up early, especially because the Gary Sanchez little bracket was the first one yeah. of the yeah. night. It
2: was fantastic. It really <laughs> well, was. Well, I was
1: going to say this. I think this is obvious, so you guys can just agree if you want, but tell me what you think. Clearly, the Home Run Derby is better than the actual All-Star Game.
0: This year's All-Star Game was pretty interactive. Oh, so you feel different than me. I'm here. Let me hear it. I really like this year's All-Star Game. I Elaborate. Let me tell you. My whole life, I was in favor of whenever the All-Star Game gets home field in the World Series. My whole life. Up until the past World Series when the Chicago Cubs, who were the best team in baseball, did not get Game 7 in Wrigley. And that's when I kind of dawned on me, like, wow, this was decided by an All-Star game played by maybe, I think the Cubs had seven guys in the All-Star game and in the had So, ten guys on both teams combined were in that game, and that was was affecting Game 7. So, that's what turned me. So, I was happy this year that it didn't mean anything. It just meant you could have fun. You had A-Rod going around the field. You had Bryce and Ray talking about Dak Prescott with Joe Buck. That was, you know, that's really cool. And I don't think the All-Star game matches up in any other sport. The NBA is kind of, you know, you bet the over, that's what you do. <laughs> you know, football, it's not real football. They should play flag football. And NHL's got 3 on 3. That's exciting, but you see that, you know, kind of day in and day out. The baseball All-Star game is is definitely highlighting the best players in baseball. And, and it shows. It shows. It's cool watching Scherzer throw 99 in the first inning. That would, right. I, I like that game.
1: It's tough to fake baseball. You yeah, know what I yeah. mean?
0: Like with
1: basketball, they can only they can turn it up at the end if it's close enough, but mostly they're just BSing, throwing alley oops, having having fun too. Yeah, but the dunk contest and that whole night, the three point contest, and the rookie challenge, those are the more exciting parts of the All Star weekend for basketball. And I, I thought the home run derby was more exciting than MLB. But you know, you bring up a good point. They uh, did a good job of enjoying the talent and enjoying each other, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, just highlighting everybody, all these young guys. Baseball has had these young guys in the league now. Uh, and more been trickling up, obviously Judge Bellinger, guys like that. But the Trouts, the Harpers, the Machados, like all these guys have been around now. They need to be highlighted. They need to be shown off. We need to know who these guys are. It
0: seems like they've been around for for ten years, and they're twenty five. You know, right? Harper's been in the league since he's nineteen. He's twenty five, six. Years, you know, more or close to a decade. You know, more more than not, and he's only twenty five years old. And it's it's crazy how young these guys are and how awesome they are baseball it's fun watching them. it's fun watching them
1: all right so let's hold off on
2: baseball for a
1: little bit because we're
0: going
2: to get I want, one day i just i okay. like how it doesn't mean it meant too much to us game and that doesn't, doesn't mean anything but pitches you can't turn it off you're pitching no matter what Surgery's do 99 Carlos the team's on 100 the stands 100 you couldn't find the strikes nobody where you sat over here <laughs> but you are not going to turn it off so it's going to be competitive no matter what your pride you don't want to get rocked exactly 100 <laughs> so i think gonna figured it out I don't think it could be any middle incentive. I don't know if you can think of one on the top of your head. It really can't be like that, but just world, world, home field is way too much in the line. Now these guys are having fun, you know, George Springer in the outfield, have the microphone on him, probably Harper talking about Dak Prescott or Joe Buck. It was just it was a pleasurable to watch. I
1: agree. I think the fact that they're talking during the game and, and just BS and that that's fun. That's what yeah. makes something like that interesting. And if you, as a fan of, say, George Springer, you don't get to see the Astros play all the time. You know, maybe you see a press conference clip here or there that there. You get to see him on the All-Star Game talking to uh, Joe Buck in the booth. That's something you don't see every day. It's fun. It's exciting. But let's hold off on baseball for a little bit uh, because we're going to actually go deep into the MLB, into the Yankees, into the second half of uh, this MLB season in a little bit. But first, got to talk about a couple other things uh, because they're also gaining some headlines and they're getting a lot of hype around them via Twitter, via everything, via TV, all that. Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. We're going to talk about that. And also, we got to talk about... Carmelo Anthony and his looming trade, which actually feels real um, for the first time to me, at least. Um, it's for the last week, maybe it's starting to feel real, but now it's really real. And Pretty bummed about it. It could happen any day, any moment now. So we're all on edge. We'll talk about that. But let's talk about Floyd and Connor first. Now, Mike, you said you are a boxing guy a little bit. You keep up with certain fights. You've been keeping up with Floyd for a little bit. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this back and forth and this fight in general?
0: I will say I'm a, I'm a boxing novice. I'm not a boxing guy. I'm more of a okay. UFC guy. But I like I always watch Floyd fights, you know. Those were kind of, you know, what I started watching. I, you know, the first one was the Delahoy fight. Then, I talked to you before about the Ricky Hatton fight. You know, he's he's just, you know, he's the best boxer of our lifetime and whether you think boxing is dead or not, it's still pretty cool to see a guy who is 48 48-0. You, know, you know. Um this fight is going to be really interesting because at first, I thought there was no way. There's no way. This is a stupid fight. It's just all all hype, and you know it's gonna be making money. It's gonna be press conference. Hit. The more I think about it, McGregor could take a punch from Floyd. He's got a he's got a uh, he's got a chin. If McGregor lands a punch miraculously, he's done. Mayweather's out. You know. So are you drinking the Kool Aid? You know, I don't know. I'm watching the fights. I see the suits with the with the FU and the pinstripes, and you know, I don't know how real these are. It looks like. WWE kind of set it up, you know. The you know the 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 press conferences.
1: Uh, disregard that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Phil. (laughs) But these are really fun press conferences. I I hope the fight is as much fun. Then, you know, I hope we have something to look forward to, not just a hundred dollar you know hour and a half, two hours of our time. So
1: I want to pose something like kind of stupid to you, but it makes a point. If you had to pay for one thing, like say both things were equally priced. All four press conferences or the fight? What would you pay for?
0: Um, I would. And so you, you can't watch. I the can't other
1: watch the, one. Yeah, you I, either get all I'll, four press
0: conferences or you get the fight. I'm paying for the fight. Okay, um, I respect it, and I'll give you my my sole take on the fight. I genuinely think Floyd's going to win. I kind of want Floyd to win, but I'm going to bet on McGregor, and I'm going to root for McGregor because you one, know. I think of McGregor knockout over Mayweather is going to kill boxing forever. forever yeah. And I also don't want to be the, the sole guy in the room, in the corner, laying out 650 to 100 to, to, to watch Mayweather. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, the betting odds are so crazy that uh, Floyd's
1: such a favorite. How do you even bet him? Unless you have such a disposable income that you're you're walking with wads of cash around you all the time. It's,
0: it's like Why the, would you ever bet Floyd? The guys like Floyd Mayweather are the guys who take these odds. you know. Right. They, you see their tickets, you know, like... Maybe it's like the little wains of the world, you know. They put up their their hundred thousand dollar bets, and you know that's you know that's good for them. That's probably but, nothing for them too. Exactly, you know. <laughs> but for me, my you know my my penny pinching ways, I'm gonna put maybe a couple couple sleeves on McGregor. He's at plus four fifty right now. Mayweather's at went, minus six fifty. It, it went down. It's it's been even out a little bit. Yeah. I first opened up. You got over under nine and a half rounds. I'm gonna shoot for the uh, the under on that one. Oh, you wow. like under? You think there's a knockout either way? I I'm gonna I'm gonna root for the, the, the McGregor knockout. So are you betting Negative. are you betting with your rooting interest right now? My rooting interest originally is Mayweather. Oh, okay. I I think I wanna see him win fifty fights.
2: They're kinda of dabbing in both uh both ends of the, the ring over here. The <laughs> only reason I'm
0: really rooting for McGregor, I because uh, down in my heart I think Mayweather's gonna win the fight. Uh, everyone does. In my pockets. Okay, McGregor. I hear you. I hear you. But
1: wait. So this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, a thought here, and then I'm gonna jump to you, Phil. And I also want to hear your thought specifically on this, Phil, because I feel you have, you have a good pulse. You have a good feel on the pulse of the sport world, right? So I hear a lot of boxing fans, people who consider themselves boxing fans, they're basically annoyed. They they don't like this. This fight pisses them off. This hype machine that is McGregor versus Mayweather pisses them off. Four press conferences in in big cities pisses them off. But from my opinion. Someone who's not a fight guy, I would pick UFC over boxing, but I really don't care about either. I just kind of keep an eye on it. Mm-hmm. This is the best thing that happened to boxing in in my almost my lifetime because this Horn versus Pacquiao fight that happened a couple weeks ago. ESPN tried hard to to hype it up. It didn't get that much hype in it the world.
2: Came long in run. the what Horn looks like?
1: The, yeah, the <laughs> biggest hype about it was Teddy Atlas's reaction after the fight, which didn't. Dwell well on boxing. This is the biggest thing that happened to boxing in a while. So if you consider yourself a boxing fan, bite your tongue for a couple weeks, get over it. This actually has a chance to make people care about boxing a little bit. It probably won't be a good fight. It will be hyped up, and more people will watch this than they've watched
2: almost any fight ever. So get over it, bite your tongue. This is good for your damn sport. I have a couple of thoughts. One, that's all the arrogance. Oh, UFC guys ruined the sport. Like you said most eyes would be watching sport. It brings life to your sport, which I don't think if the main weather retires after this fight, maybe one more probably after this fight. I'm not I'm not, I can't say myself buying a boxing match. Maybe uh, uh, Triple G versus Canelo. But again, you know, I'm not going out of my way to watch that. Right. Two, I think it would be an accomplishment, he said nine and a half. It's, it's an accomplishment if Maywe- if McGregor goes twelve rounds with Mayweather. That's an accomplishment in itself. Just, that proves that Mayweather you're, can't knock him out. And you're, you know, just saying, in his first boxing match ever, he's going against one the top three boxers ever. He goes twelve rounds with him. That's an accomplishment right there. That's a good point. I think everyone is the same same boat. Everyone's probably ruled for McGregor, but they didn't they they know Mayweather's going to win. Mayweather you not know, be Mayweather by um, decision. No shot that's happening. No Zero chance of that happening. And the same story that happened for, for Mayweather was I, like money. I watched my first Mayweather fight was probably the De La Hoya fight. It's from my, my, my Mayweather boy. versus De La Hoya. Mm-hmm. I know, yeah, probably 2007, something like that. The, story, the book of them now, the book of them here is you have to catch Mayweather with a, a, a jab or a hook. That's think going to beat him. All well, we got to catch him. Can Connor catch him? Yeah. But Floyd, it's, you can never, it's the whole thing. You cannot catch him off guard. Right. So, like, I just can't see McGregor winning the fight. I'm. If I'm going to an Irish pub <laughs> with all the Irish guys in New York City, it's going to be a hell of a time, hell of a night. But it'll be real quiet, real quick when Mayweather wins. I'm hoping McGregor wins. It'll be fun. But I also think the whole um, aura of that Mayweather's cocky, you can't root for him. Have you seen Conor McGregor talk? Like You cannot pull the cocky con on either one of these guys. Oh, absolutely. You know, the two cockiest guys in the world, You know, well-deserved, by the way. So yeah. it's, it's, it's just dynamic. I just don't... The hype's going to it's a lot of fun. These two private conferences have been very fun. Tomorrow's going be in Brooklyn, uh, right in our backyards. be Today? a lot of fun. Today's gonna be Brooklyn. It'll be a lot of fun. Tonight they're going to London. To, I thought they were going to spread out this four four day tour. But yeah, back to back to back to back. I, I, I wish it was to build up week by week. I it feel like it's pre-written lines now. They're gonna go back to like, training now. It's like WWE. It's all like pre-written right now. I wish it was like it was building up. But you know, it's fun. Hopefully, and we're in about a month and a half away. So, hey, hey enjoy it. I like the points that boxing you boxing fans there. enjoy. It. Boxing diehards enjoy it. So, who you, so you got? Fun. Who you got in the fight? How many rounds? I think it one I think twelve. Maybe rather involved. No, it's um three minute rounds, right? Sure. Any three minute rounds. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't laughs> know. UFC's five, and you five boxing. Well, UFC's
0: rate. five championship fights. Okay.
2: I, it's hey, what do you got? Um I don't really care. Um but do
1: you I watch the fight? Yeah, i am telling you this, I'm not paying for it. Like if my friends get it, which I'm assuming they will because they some of them care about that stuff, I'll go over your house. I'll bring beer. I'll bring snacks maybe too, mm-hmm. but I am I like I don't care about this fight enough to pay for it. But I'll be there and I'll bring snacks.
2: I'm not going to be a bad party guest. I have a question. Now, say my prediction comes true. McGregor goes 12 rounds. He sees that check coming in. Modi, you're a UFC guy. He's staying in boxing for a little bit. McGregor. McGregor. If he holds if go, if if goes he check, Goes 12, he makes 50 million, whatever he's going to make. Now he becomes, that's the face of boxing, but hey, McGregor's boxing. He you're him. watching. He he's been paid. name.
0: McGregor. Does he stay? No. No? Maybe we'll go to Bellator. Maybe go to WWE. Why would we give us the next big paycheck? This guy is so going to. the money? This guy is going to go wherever the next big paycheck okay. is. But and,
2: I, and, but to, to my point, I think that will be boxing. No, ready for yeah. this? I,
0: I think boxing. You, you, this you, is what everyone's
2: forgetting you're about. Not paying more than boxing. This is so. what everyone's forgetting about with McGregor.
1: He wants to be an actor. In my opinion, when I see this man perform as not an now, enter- no. as now. an entertainer, he don't want to fight forever. He talks about how he just had a son. He don't want to fight till he's 40. Like Floyd, maybe he'll come back and forth. He'll leave for four years and come back. I agree. He's going to want to be in entertainment. He's going to be in show business. He's already done some Call of Duty uh, cameos. He's going to start popping Game up movies here and there. He's going to pop up in Game of Thrones. He is going to be an entertainment mogul. He is going to move past the fighting, whether it be boxing or UFC. And he's getting paid from this one. And he's living, I, he's living large.
0: I think you have guys like Mayweather who knew how to build his brand. And I think McGregor's following that, that trail. And, you know, look at Lesnar. He he did back and forth. He was an incredible championship fighter. He's hanging out in wrestling now. You know, he's making his his money. He's not really fighting. Maybe he shows up here and there. He does a couple of those pay-per-views. I can see McGregor going to, you know, Vince McMahon going up to him and be like, Hey, blank check, come do a year with us. And, you know, that's acting. That's entertaining. It's still in the ring. So, there's it, a lot. He's And he's 28. He's super young. He's got... Two more deck. You got. You have, you have two, twenty more years of Conor McGregor in your face, doing whatever he wants to do. Because yeah. he's he's that good. He's that good at, at the show. I still think
2: he gets a lot of fighting left. He knows this is his, pr- his prime of fighting now. Yeah. He, he could do active for the next twenty years, thirty years, like you said. Again, you don't want to get hurt. You know, there's obviously consequences to fighting. But I just think like, if you're saying the money, you gonna follow the money. W. Vince not paying fifty million dollars. Oh, for the he's. Bi-
1: I think he's bigger than the WWE. Just saying, I just.
2: I do But. Like, wherever UFC, Bellator, or WWE, he's not going to have money in boxing. So, I think if he goes 12, he's hey, I could do this. I could be a champion. I could be the first UFC champion and boxing champion ever. He will take that route.
0: I think that you have a good opportunity of seeing boxing's last big match ever. I agree with that. If Mayweather loses, he doesn't fight again. If he wins, he gets 50. This, you know, this is it. This is, what else, you know, you're going to watch Mayweather fight the... The top ten boxers in the world did not get punched. Like sure, like you know, I guess it's we'll do that. Mayweather.
2: He's not fighting anybody else. Nobody's you know, know ma- nobody his the, time. The boxing's Mayweather. Well, I like like must said. say, he, he apparently he has the IRS problem. So you know, you, know, you never know. But, <laughs> he doesn't have an IRS yeah. problem. That guy he, he so much want, money. Hey guys, taxation is deft, So he doesn't want to pay his taxes. That none of us do. <laughs> That's funny.
1: I mean, the whole thing that I'll, I'll I'll end it on this. We'll move on. We'll talk uh, five minutes on Mellon, We'll get to the Yankees. We'll get to MLB uh, sports blog New York podcast here. Mike Palmasano, Phil mail, I'm P Kennedy. This is a spectacle, and we all need to look at it as such. Like you said, a really good point. There has to be a part of Conor McGregor that appreciates the path that Floyd set for guys like Conor. And I think it shows kind of the way he handled some of the press conferences, uh, the first two at least. But they're going to continue to be showmen, and I think it's clear that Conor McGregor is a better showman. And this is only going to get more hyped up, more ridiculous— more fake, maybe if you think if you're one of those conspiracy guys where this is going to be scripted fight, but it's going to be huge and you're going to be it's going to be in your face until August 26th.
2: I feel like he's a, he's the rock like on the the rock on the mic. Yeah, which is unedited, uncensored, Like you like you wish it was during you, when we were kids.
0: You know who's got to team up with Conor McGregor now? Go ahead, Levar Ball. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: and running down the running down the ramp. Levar Ball is uh, McGregor's hype man.
0: That. Uh, that's that'd be nuts. That'd be bananas. That'd be ridiculous. Bad
1: news bears. Oh, nuts! <laughs> <Bananas. honestly. laughs> All right, let's let's move on from the Conor McGregor Mayweather stuff because it's kind of talking in circles at this point too. Everyone says Mayweather's better, McGregor's more fun. Yada yada yada. Eh, we have time to wait and see now. But let's talk about this Carmelo Anthony possible trade. Now, I'll open with the fact that, as you may know, we record this podcast the night before release, so it is currently Wednesday night. This will be released on Thursday morning when you may be listening. Maybe you're listening on Friday. That's fine, too. I have this horrible, horrible feeling that we're going to close up, say goodbye for the evening. I'm going to check Twitter, and Mel is going to be traded.
0: I think what you got to do is maybe give a little snippet. Record yourself. If we're still here, you're (laughs) home. You gotta add on at the end. You gotta let them know. <laughs> you gotta be the first person to let these people know Melo got traded. It's, Im-
2: it's impossible to say what they're gonna get returned, so it's really hard. But I like, I like the idea.
0: Yeah,
2: right. So, I, I I think James Dolan is not giving him up too easily. No, I think he's just gonna still drag in the market a little bit. I think it's gonna happen. He's a rocket, I think. Mike, you and I were in the same
1: boat where we didn't see it happening a couple weeks I, ago. You know, I, 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 I was just, over it.
0: I thought it was going to be a mid season thing. You know, the Knicks are a team in New York where they figure let's get a you know, let's keep a star around here. You know, whether we're winning or not. People come to the garden. They watch Mello put up forty some nights. You know, like, you know, three to the dome, Mello bully. You know, that's the our guy. And all of a sudden last week, it's just like that. Like he's, it, it, he seems like you know, like what would you say, two yard line?
1: Yeah, that's that's the quote that came out maybe at five o'clock on Wednesday. That uh, the trade's on the two yard line. Right. Obviously, and ensued some Marshawn Lynch, Russell Wilson oh, jokes. Creative. Yeah. Right. Super. Super Clever.
0: creative ones. Clever. The uh, the the sad part about it is that I really thought Mello was gonna to come to New York and make them perennial
2: conference finals at least.
0: Sure. You know, at, at least, least you know, like we, we had the one year where him, Stat, teamed up. You had the year of Chauncey was there, you know, you know, the Knicks were starting to feel it out a little bit. And K Marge the, Kid J Kid year,
1: that was the year, yeah, man. Yeah.
0: You know, they, they looked like a team that could maybe for the next few years build on that core. And then it just didn't happen. And I think it's pretty disappointing because I like Mello. You know, I, I don't think there's many people who dislike Mello. He is a pure scorer. That's fun to watch. You could say he doesn't play defense, but that's not his strong suit, you know. And I think in general the Knicks are going to miss that, that score like Mello. And, you know, but good for him. He's going to go to Houston. He's going to play in the conference semis, the conference finals every year. He might maybe sniff a, a, a finals if him, Harden, and, and CP3 could do it, like, you know, I, I want him to go win a championship. It's not going to be in York anytime soon. Nah. So
1: Well, I think the Knicks fans who appreciate Mello or you know, kind of if you love him, let him go. If they at least feel that way. We're going to root for him. I'm going to root for Mello. Yeah. I hope he's in the playoffs. That dude deserves to be in the playoffs. And even if you look at his years in Denver, his best years, he had teams around him. He had Chauncey in Denver. He had Iguodala in Denver. He had, he had Nene in Denver. Those are real NBA successful players. And then he made a conference uh, finals in the Western Conference. when the, the year the Knicks made the playoffs with him, they had Jay Kidd, who was actually still a useful NBA player at the time. They had decent players. They had a decent team. Then they have, we've Yo, had shit yeah, for the past yeah. couple years. Um, so that's understood. So now we're at the point where if you love him, let him go, right? Hmm. It's I felt- just didn't think this was going to happen, like you said, until the middle of the season. Until maybe a week ago, this really started to materialize. But the one thing, and I've been steadfast in saying this every single week, is that at least, like, I'm very happy that they're very sure they're not taking back old, big contracts. They're not taking Ryan Anderson and his contract. They're not taking Kevin Love and his contract. They want 25 and and under, age-wise, and they want expiring deals. And that's how this deal needs to be done. It needs to be young, picks, or expiring. And that's it. So far, they've stayed true to it. Let's see what they do when the decision finally gets made.
2: So, from the Rockets' standpoint, I think if this trade happens. We don't know what we're getting in return. I think they're going to get Olympic Mellow, Efficient Mellow, The Rockets. The Rockets, yeah. I mean, Harden's obviously going to be the main scorer. Chris Paul, just that dynamic, which I really have nothing to do with Mellow because he's not going to handle the ball moving forward. I think D'Antoni is going to be in a system where either Harden or Chris Paul will be on the court at all time. So, you're going to have it top three, four elite ball handlers in the at the point at the same time, so Melo just gotta you know get off picks, get the ball, move baseline, and Mike Mike and Tony said yesterday uh, he was asking anybody to add on the roster. He goes, "There's somebody out there." He laughs. He goes, "I brought enough money at the tables here." He said he's Vegas. And somebody. <laughs> so he's saying you know just one more player away. Obviously, him and Melo have not the best relationship. A year ago, with Woj, um, before he did in the Vertical Podcast, he kind of do shade Melo. So maybe. You know, these two professionals, they know. Melo knows, you know, to the system that Tony alone will benefit him. The benefit of going to the Rockets, best team he's probably ever played for. And that probably, hey, you know, there's water on the bridge. I need you. I need that. I don't need you, I mean, of the I mean, James Harden Chris Wall, but it would be nice to have you. But he, he kind of needs it'd him, too. would be nice to have
1: him. But you know what, Dan Tony's going to tell Melo once he joins the Houston Rockets? Go jack some threes, brother. Yeah. Like, come on now. Let's yeah. go get some shots up. We yeah. good. Like, everything's good. <laughs> don't go tell Melo twice. He's like, uh, <laughs> Mello, he's just going to say, Melo. Move the ball a little bit, but if you're even open a little bit, pull. Yeah. Pull threes. Get to the and rim and get to the foul, foul and Chris line. Pull That's all you gotta
2: do. Him and Chris Paul are already, buddy. So I feel like, I mean, Chris Paul is, I mean, there's, there's talks that he got like, pulled out of LA because he's very competitive with his teammates. kind of worn off everybody, but so I, I feel like him, him, him and and Mellow just be like, you know, leave it on the court and we we'll won't take it personal. So
1: They're both at that I,
2: point. I mean, I wish we got this conversation. Maybe we find out what's happening. I'm very excited. to one of the best off-seasons in NBA recently with Jimmy Butler, Paul George, Mello. This draft class. This draft class. They're very, probably, like Mike said before, probably the best off-season we've seen in a while. So, Mello would cap, Mello would cap it off. The Knicks would be rebuilding, I guess, you know? Yeah. So, we have to, already got nice little adjusted pieces on our roster already. We need to see how, who we get in return and where they fit in the 12-man roster. I kind of like the young players we have moving forward, but, you know. It's a conversation for another day,
1: hopefully. Steve Mills has been getting uh, some crap since the Tim Hardaway signing. We all know that. Uh, we all have Twitter. So we see all the Angry Nick You fans. liked it.
2: You liked
1: it. I, um, I was definitely more pro this move than most fans, I would say, and I backed it up in the sense that we gave a 25-year-old a four-year contract worth some money, not a 28-year-old, not a 30-year-old, or not a 32-year-old, <laughs> and that makes me happy. So Steve Mills is saying we're going 25 and younger, expiring deals and draft picks, and that's what we've been waiting for for a long time. Yeah, we overpaid, but there's possibilities where Tim makes 17 million a year worth it if he's a quality starter, and we can shoe him in for 80 games as our shooting guard for the next four years. So I don't want to get too deep into this because we got some Yankees and stuff to get to. We actually went longer on the um, the McGregor Mayweather fight as well as this Nick stuff. We got to get into some baseball. No, but Give me some closing
0: words on uh, this Nick situation. Yeah, I just want to say Carmelo. I know you're listening. I, um, <laughs> You know, if you're gone by the next time I'm here, I I bid my farewell. I, you know, you're my guy. And go win a championship in Houston. Mellow Bully, three to the Dome. That's it. That's my farewell uh, to the man.
1: Tribute. I respect that. I really do. I'm going to miss him. You're going to miss him a little bit, but then you're going to be okay that he's gone. Because you need to. It's best for both. You know, like the whole, it's not you, it's me. Actually, no, it's you. Yeah. But then in this situation, it's like, all right. Actually, it's. You're We should bo- that us. We should all just leave.
0: Yeah. <laughs> good thing is it's Yankee season, and and we got the Yankees, and that's you know I know you don't got the Mets, but hey, we got the Yankees. I was gonna say, are we
2: talking Mets at all? Onyx, so, right?
1: Uh, they, I think there's one way they're gonna come up, but that's all good because this is Sports Blog New York mm-hmm. podcast. I'm Pete Kennedy here at Mike Palisano, Phil DeMeo. Don't forget to check out our presenting sponsor, which is Wooter Apparel. Check them out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Wooter Apparel. And if you make a purchase on the fully customized uniforms and apparel, don't forget to use discount code SBNY at your purchase. They got hats. They got hats. They got hats of all kinds, actually. They have fitted. They have snapback. They have... I don't know what the other one's called. Dad hat. The sh- yeah, dad hat. Little I strap guess. Back, dad hat. Strap back. There you yeah, go. I didn't strap back. didn't okay. know the the real word for okay.
0: that. You, gotta, you can you can mix them up. They, they got all match. They,
1: they got all kinds of hats over there at Wooder, but they're making it uh, fully customized. Every inch of their apparel is customizable, which is pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Um, Wooder, checking out. Yeah, I like that you played along there. Yeah, that, was, that was fun. Trying. I appreciate it. <laughs> but without further ado, let's talk about baseball because technically. It's the only season that's on right now. This is the season. Football is around the corner, if you will, but it's baseball season. So, before we get into the Yankees, I want to pose a question about baseball as a whole. And it goes like this. It bounces off our little all-star discussion before. As a baseball fan, and a Yankees fan, but a baseball fan in general, does it bother you that average sport fans play down... 75% 75% of the regular season.
0: of Baseball. Yes. Yes. It irks me. It irks the shit out of me. It irks the shit out of you. This is... You You have to be so lucky and so healthy along with being talented and strategic and savvy in your general management makings. Makings isn't a word. <laughs> Decisions. This... Decisions. It, it, it really... It's 162 games of everything going right and you being one of four teams in your in your league to make the playoffs, not including the play in game. So think of how much has to go right. This is you have April, May, June, July, August, and September, half a year before a month of playing the playoffs, with your best players not getting hurt, making moves to better yourself than your division opponents. Or getting hurt. <laughs> look look at the Mets who probably were the, you know, favorite for at least a wild card spot. You know, the Nationals are probably the, the favorite for the East, but the Mets lost their best pitcher, their closer, their best hitter. That's it. They're done. You can put Casey Stengel and you can get, you know, wherever GM you think is the best GM of all time running that Mets team and no moves they can make would help this team right now because there's just not, you know, their core players, their main guys aren't there. And it's, it sucks because as a Mets fans, it's nothing you can do, you know, is You know they're playing bad. The pitching—you don't have your three best players, and just like that, your season's over. It's the All-Star break. By you know, unless some stroke of miracle or Cespedes is the second-half MVP, and you know Jerry Pham gets you know no more blood clots, and then you know Syndergaard (laughs) comes back. You know, like there's there's like a very slim to none chance the Mets make the wild card, and it's pretty depressing because you know next year they come back, they probably have to start over again. Right. And you're using the
1: Mets, and you even joked or Phil said it before. That we have nothing to talk about the Mets, but you're using them as an example for a league-wide storyline here. It's, it's like and, and there's so much that goes on in an MLB season. But from my perspective of playing devil's advocate here, that is what makes it tough for the average fan to keep up. So unless you have that team, or if you have like that one player that you absolutely love, how do like how do regular fans
0: really dig in to an MLB season? I don't think they will, can, will, and I don't care. Ah. I I don't I don't need the average fan to like, <laughs> like baseball for me. I don't want you to slow the game down. I if you watched last night's All Star game, it was a two one pitching duel that was a tie game into the tenth, and that's an awesome baseball game. That's a you know the home run derby showed you the power those players have. Last night showed you the the stellar pitching that's in baseball, and that's awesome. That's pitching duels are the best games. You know the the six hits a piece. You know. The reliever is coming in, throwing ninety-eight, and you got you know your starters winging it, and it's just you know baseball is a different sport than basketball and football and hockey and you know or, you know the general team sports like this is a totally different sport, and it's it's really is, and I think my opinion I'm biased it's the best pure game out there. It's ninety feet to first. How do you calculate that? How do you calculate? 60 feet six inches from the, the, the rubber to home plate. Like everything is so precise in baseball. Just you know, every every other sport, the court and the fields, the same size. Baseball, the part the dimensions are just so different and, and vast. There's a, a totally thirty foot wall in Boston. They have to hit over you know you hit a, it's just crazy. Baseball is, is so different, and I think people either appreciate it or they don't. And I, you know, it's I don't care if you do or not and you can go kick rocks. Well, so, yeah. That was beautiful.
2: I love was I love the baseball. That, that was, was
0: great.
1: I, I wish I had like a set, like a little music, like to, <laughs> that. Might, I'm about I, to do that. I'm
0: going to probably fix it in post and
2: put a little little song behind yeah. it. Oh, I, was nice. I want to bite that. I can send it. I appreciated it's it. What's the, the, um, the Hall of
0: Fame i The the um, The Titanic music?
2: Yeah, something like that. that. A little Sarah McLaughlin, I don't know. But I said well, this in the beginning of the season. The beauty about baseball is every game, you don't get two wins in April, you don't get two wins in September. Every game means something. So in July, when Tyler Clipper blows five five games in the Yankees. We get mad like it's September 29th because we know that games mean something. We look right now at the American League standards. Boston's Boston's up by Tampa and the Yankees by three and a half. Cleveland's up by one to Minnesota, one and a half to Kansas City. You just run away with it. Then you go to wild card. I just looked at I didn't I did not know how close the wild card is for me for that yell. Yankees are in Tampa. Minnesota one game. Kansas City one and a half LA three, Texas three, Seattle four, Baltimore four, Toronto five. All those teams are in striking distance. You got to make every game means a lot, and, and that's now, the beauty of baseball.
0: And now you're in July, and as a GM of the, a team who's two and a half, three and a half out of the second wild card, you have to sit down, and you can't put your heart in a decision. You got to think: Do we make a move? Do we get rid of uh, one of our top three, five prospects for a bat that may or may not help us out? Do we go for the pitcher? Are we there yet? You, know, you have to make decisions now about your team that could affect the next two and a half months, the next two and a half years, the next. You know, uh, it, it's you know, you imagine you give up a player. Look at all the trades in the past. For example, when Seattle traded for Eric Bedard, They think they were giving up? You know, <laughs> you think they were giving up uh, Adam Jones? You know, and now he's the face of the Orioles. You and know, the like Mets and Blue Jays. Every but look, every, every trades like yeah. that. You know, like you think you're giving up? You know, you're not giving up your top prospect who was going to be a bust in two years anyway. You're giving up. Your tenth best prospect, who's going to turn into, you know, uh, you know Adam Jones, like just, or you know, any other prospect, you know, like Rick Porcello, you know? Right. Like, there's prospects flying around, and and you don't know, basically, you don't know anything about baseball. The intricacies
1: of an organization in baseball is ridiculous, and I think the NBA trying to revamp the the G League now, the NBA G League, is fo- is following the baseball um, method there, right? So in baseball, there's how many players on a team? 25, right? 25, yeah. That's at four different levels. There's triple A, double A, high A, low A. There's even a, a farm yeah. below yeah. that, right? So, so th- there's all these players. And like you said, there there could be your 10th prospect. Prospect can be number one uh, once he gets to the league, if he ever makes it. And there's so many intricacies and guys you never heard of until you, until you hear them, until they make it to the show. And we've had a bunch of guys this year burst onto the scene, specifically in the sense of the home run, which I'm going to get to. I mean, which we're going to get to now. And then after that, I want to talk about nice. how you change your expectations halfway through the season. But I want to get your guys' take on this first as well. At the beginning of the year, I actually did a podcast with Joe Trezai, I think who you guys know, writer for MLB.com. And we talked about this very thing, about the increase in strikeouts, the increase in home runs, and that is just the new style of baseball. It's what these uh, GMs are pushing for. It's what coaches are now teaching power. for. Power. It's all about run production on base and power. Strikeouts don't matter. They're the same thing as any other out. Do you think that's had an overarching... Uh, effect on the game this year because it's really uh, highlighted and is it good, bad, or indifferent?
0: I I definitely think it's noticeable this year more than ever. Whether you want to argue that the balls are juiced, I don't know how factual that could be, but you have pitchers who are snapping off ridiculous, Bedantis like curveballs that start at your, 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 your belt and drop to your feet. You have no chance at them. And then you got your your Chance Aaron Adams? Judge. Is that what you
1: said? Ch- no, you, was- want, you want to bring up Chance Adams?
0: I do, I do. <laughs> we could talk about that in a little bit. But then you have your Aaron Judge, who's putting out balls at you know record feet, and they're going out at record speeds. So now the question is, is it just the the new generation of people? Have we evolved? You know, it, this isn't a, a century ago in 1917. Where your average guy is playing baseball. He might be 5'10", you know, with maybe like 20% body. Like a Babe Ruth guy, you know. He's putting right. out home runs, but they're not stat cast breakers, you know. They don't have stack cast anything about that. This is a different era of baseball, and I think more people like that. I think you like the strikeouts. I think you like the 99-mile-an-hour fastballs. I think you like the breaking-off curveballs. And I think you like the big home runs. Who doesn't like watching, you know, you know long balls? So you
1: you uh you appreciate the game and how it's being played right now.
0: Because it's, it's, cause it's still baseball, to you know. There's Then you have your Jose Altuvez, you know, right. who's your five, six, seven guy, and he's still killing it. You know, it's just one of the best players in the league, let's 100%. be real. 100%. And it's just, you know, baseball's at a really good point right now. And I think it's only going to get better because you have so much young talent coming up, and you have so many people following this trend of power pitching, power hitting. You know, shout out to Zach Granite, you know, Staten Island oh, uh, yeah. local. Oh, yeah, shout out. He, he's out in, in Minnesota. You know he's just you know he's another wave of young talent who's just you know gonna you know take over the league. So what do you say to I don't
1: want to be stu- too stereotypical here, but old guy who loves small ball and moving runners over and this and that. What do you say to him?
0: I like small ball when oh, it's yeah. ne- when it's needed
2: I when know, it's used I, well. I always go over a button. I go button him over right now. I you
0: appreciate know, it. I, um, I don't like giving up and out, but if it's top of the ninth. And you know, your
1: guy on second with no outs, move him over. <laughs> you're laying him over,
0: you know, let's you know, you know, unless you have your your guy who can hit the ball the right side of the field and then get him up, but you know, there's there's time and a place. You know, some people say the stolen base is is an archaic uh, method and that it's not useful and that it, it the, the success rate doesn't equate you know to the the
1: end doesn't justify the means exactly.
0: And I say, nah, you got a guy who could run the lights out, force the catcher to throw, you know we just ran Wilson Contreras out of, out of Chicago, you know? Look at that. For real. And so.
1: I think I think you make a really good point. So it kind of is like the town is big enough for the both of us, right? So there's all this talk about the money ball, the analytics, the getting on base, the home runs, the strikeouts, all this. But what I've been hearing recently, and I've heard uh, Kevin Burkhardt and A-Rod talk about this uh, during All-Star Weekend, the game changes in the playoffs. So pitchers, the, the better pitchers throw more. So you don't see the fourth and fifth starters. You don't see the fifth and sixth guys in the bullpen. You see the best pitchers night in, night out in the playoffs, a.k.a. harder to score runs, less people on base. Small ball becomes a bigger part of the game. So finding that balance, like the Houston Astros, for example, as one of the best teams in the league, they have one of the best on-base percentages out there, and they strike out less than most teams for such a good offensive team. So finding that balance and being able to do both is actually important. So Mr. Home Run Guy, you can have your home runs. Mr. Old School Small Ball Guy, you're important too. So everyone should come together and just appreciate the
0: game. What does it tell you that Aaron Judge has a potential to bat 330 and strike out 200 times? Absurd. Is that the most unreal thing you ever heard of? This guy either gets on base because he hits the ball so damn hard it's going to find a hole, or he just, you know, they, he gets the count from 0-2 to 3-2, fouls called absorption strikes out, you know? Like you said, he's been walking
1: a lot this year. It, less, of, less of late, but earlier in the year he was walking a lot.
0: He still draws the pitches, still four pitches in that bat. But like you just mentioned, he's uh, you know there's guys in baseball who are going to strike out, but it's just an out. Hey, Mike Trout won the MVP on the year where he struck out more than almost anybody in the league. An out to the pitcher, to the first baseman, pop-up, strikeout, still an out. So I, I think that they don't care as much about the strikeout as long as you're hitting home runs. All right, Phil, I'm, I'm going to... One more oh,
2: quick thought and we we'll go right to the Yankees. Yeah, and, yeah I was going to uh, like, pop a question to you after you're done. Um, I think it's amazing how um, I found this out yesterday that this is the season on pace for the most home runs ever. Things yeah. like that with what we went through before this decade. It's inc- incredible to me. You guys are in 50, 60 home runs on a regular basis. This year, we're on pace to shatter that record. I think now more players are hitting home runs. that not players are hitting home runs? Uh, as a collective group, People hitting 12, 13. Eight. Fred Garner has 15 home runs this year. Like, yes. That's a lot for a guy his size and what you expect out of him. So I think as a whole, it's just incredible how much the home run means now. Yeah. It goes back to people striking out more, but they're hitting out more. It's, you know, it's a balance that's kind of going up to its own run. Who knows next year how many people are going to get hit? I like got Aaron Judge hitting 30 this year. There might be two more Aaron Rodgers coming up next year. It's crazy. The old adage is the harder
0: it comes, the harder it goes. So maybe it's pitchers are thrown harder. and. You know, it's not yesterday. You, you're getting on the ball and you know, it's going to go out. So. And like you
1: mentioned with stat cast stuff, I mean, swing angles, ball, like ball, uh, what's so, it, the angle trage- of the ball, trajectory, trajectory, trajectory right? Uh, uh, Exit Velo, all that there's stuff. There's so
0: much more science behind it where, you know, I, I used to look at sports science and SPN and be like, this is a, this is a load, of, load of shit. You know, like, I don't, I don't I know. This is, but, but now you start looking at it, it's like, you got guys in the back room. Who knows? Who knows if a team has like a, some sort of engineer or like a physicist in the back like looking at it and he's like, and they go to the batter like, like, hey, listen, like, you're three inches on your angle, like, you know, above where you should be and that ball's out, you know. And, like, you have your hitting coaches, like, you know, Kevin Long changed Daniel Murphy's career because he moved him up in the batter's box and he got his bat out in front where he's able to just get the ball out in front and, and start driving it. Like, there's more science in the game than there's ever been before. And I think that's another part of baseball where it's, you know, the advanced sabermetrics, something a little gaw- gawky for me. You know, I don't really yeah. buy into too much. but. You know, there's a lot more legit, you know, like physical science where angles and probably this, stuff we yeah. don't even hear about. Crazy. You know, baseball is in a really good spot, I think, and I I enjoy it.
1: And as, as somebody, as you guys know, I'm I'm an NBA guy, and I I, I back the NBA probably to a fault on occasion. I'm I, first um, one to say I, that. I'm with you. Um, but I think the MLB is doing very well. I think at this point last year, I would have been a lot more critical of the MLB than I am right now. So they're they're marketing their stars, and I think that's a great thing. I think Aaron Judge has been a absolutely
2: phenomenal thing for baseball, not gonna, for the Yankees, but for baseball. And MLB isn't isn't a good spot. I was right going to write this if he had a good game. I still I still might write it. He is the biggest star in baseball right now. Well, I, he's Rob big, Manfred is bigger, bigger than Bryce offer.
1: And if the commissioner of your league mentions you as the face of baseball, it's pretty close, up, to, real. Manf- pretty close to real. Manfred
0: has taken over as the commissioner, and he's by far the most well liked and the most progressive in the sense where he's doing things out of all the four major sports.
1: Mike Silver. Adam Silver is right there.
0: Okay, okay. I'll, give that. Right I'll, there. I'll give that to you. I like Manfred, I, too. They, they, they both, they
1: both I, blow out of water. Yes, I, absolutely. They're in front of issues. They're I, not way behind. I, I like
0: Silver a lot, too. Um, but you got like, you know, he's trying to speed up the game in areas where I think can be sped up. But I also disagree with, you know, Give me four, oh wait,
1: know? no. I was just gonna say that. I was just gonna bring that up, and I'm gonna get to this expectations question that I have uh, in just a minute. But I was just gonna say, remember when we were making a deal out of the four pitch intentional yeah. walk not being a thing anymore, and who the hell cares about it?
0: You still care about that? That bothers you still? Come on. It's just basically, you know, like that's nothing. It, my issue is is that you start there. So where, make the play. When, when do you stop? You know, when, when? are they gonna say? You know, what? Where what do, do you they mean? What, what else are they gonna change? Well, that's why you say you no one ever thought that you what are they gonna say oh pitch? if if you pop it up automatic out like who, no who, who know you know who knows what they do you know maybe in 20 30 years they say if you foul the ball, ball off more than five times you're out you know like an absurd rule like that because they don't want foul balls in the game they want to but like this is where yeah, it begins. Wait, you know? But wait, wait, like, wait! I'm, I'm saying, like, but like absurd rules. Like you, you tell someone 15, 20 years ago, they're gonna r- uh, get rid of the four pitch intentional walk. That's a pitcher literally throwing a ball, and the ball can go anywhere. It's, it's the live ball that you know a a pitch a batter's not uh, paying attention, or the pitcher throws it, and you know Miguel Cabrera hits it for a single. Wild pitch, or when it goes to second. Like it's just still part of the I game. I think you're being a little
1: crazy. I'm not gonna lie. You think but so? Wait, so uh, let me play a little hypothetical okay. with you for you, just for a little fun. So say you know we have this home run uh, burst, right? All these home runs. What if in four or five years we have a burst of people who don't want to strike out anymore, and all they do is foul pitches off, and they're fouling off like eight pitches in that bat? And then Rob Manfred's like, "What the hell? Can't have this. If you foul off five pitches, you're out."
0: That's what I'm saying. That's what. Like, that's, but that's, what if that happens? What if it becomes a problem? <laughs> but that's the that's the issue we start now. Like today in 2017, we've made a rule where a pure. Part of the game where throwing oh, pure. the ball. If Come you're, on. Game seven of the World Series, you got rookie pitcher John Schmo on the mound, and you got Billy Hamilton, the fastest runner on third base, who just got traded to the Yankees at the deadline because they wanted a pinch runner. And he's hopping <laughs> off He's hopping <laughs> off third. This guy's got to throw a, a four-pitches intentional walk to Aaron Judge to load the bases. You know, he'd rather give me give me four opposed to throwing those pitches because he's nervous. His bones are shaking. Like Dude, you're, you're you have no faith in John
1: Schmell. That guy's
0: been yeah. That been, guy's been John Schmell is a Schmell. He's throwing a wild pitch. <laughs> Billy Hamilton's coming home. He's been grinding his whole life. He can throw a strike. Yeah. Like to, but we're not gonna be able to see. You know why? Because we can give him four. Yeah. We give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm pissed about it.
1: I <laughs> that was so funny before you brought it up. I was legitimately about to say. And remember when we were all making a deal out of this? No yeah. one cares, but apparently yeah. people still care.
0: I just News don't to care. me. Yeah, <laughs> don't ruin so my game. Don't ruin my game.
1: <laughs> all right, well, let's keep moving. This is Sports Blog New York Podcast. I'm Pete Kennedy with Mike Palmasano, Phil DeMeo. And let's move to my expectations question. Because we've done numerous podcasts about the MLB, about the Yankees, about expectations, playoffs, this, not playoff that. I don't want to go all the way back to the beginning, but I just want to keep it in mind. Yeah. Now that the Yankees have had this, let's say it, horrible month, since June 12th they've been bad, no other way to say it, how have your expectations changed? Not since the beginning of the year, because obviously after the big start, you start thinking, alright, playoffs are a big possibility, now you have a bad month, where do you sit now on the team, on Girardi, on mm-hmm. playoffs? Alright, all all first
2: of all, I've always, I'll defend Girardi till the death, I feel like... You must have listened to my podcast yeah, the other day. If he gets huh? fired, you can drop in a second... He might overthink things, but it's for, it's a good intentions. Most of the time, he's right. And the guys play hard. The guys plays hard. He has never had a losing season in New York. Couple last couple of years, you know they they should have. Like you, everyone respects him. You you with him now? They're they gonna resign him I feel like if you don't resign him. Like it's gonna, you know, it's gonna fall, fall down. Two, unfortunately, I'm not, I'm not think, I don't think it's gonna happen. I'm expecting it to happen, but like, I'm kind of. Looking we'll over my back shoulder, waiting for the other shooter job in the Yankees right now. Because I haven't played too hot the last three weeks. They've been playing bad. Let's they're just let's say bad. it. Let's be, let's we be honest are missing, here. We're missing Big Bad. We're missing cash, We're missing the Holiday. We're missing Hicks. We're missing you know, key figures here. Bullpen the bullpen has been bad. Yeah, the four top components besides the Judge of the winning last two months haven't been in there. So hopefully, hopefully it all comes together and we're going back going down the right path. But my expectations are that they're going to be in a playoff game. You think a wild card I is think, a I, thing. I think you guys I I said two months ago, like, we're hot now, but the boss is going to win the division. Like, it's that's boss division to win. Mm-hmm. Now, it w- I think every Yankee fan, even if you think the worst is going to happen, the way it started, the way, the, way you, see, you see the potential of them playing, it will be a disappointment if you're not playing in the wild card game. I think it'll be a if they're playing a home playoff game. I'll be pissed if they're going on the road after all the all the good things they did. I mean, they'll deserve it if they fall out of it, I fall out of it but I want that home playoff game. I want, you know maybe said Reno to knock on the mound. I want to see that. That's my expectations.
1: You're expecting a playoff so.
2: And I, I kind of expect him to be in the division series against. It would, it would be um I think it would be Cleveland. I think you can't play your um opponent in the first round. That still, that's the rule. I'm
1: not sure with the double wild card how that
2: works yeah. exactly, but maybe am not You sure. can. You
1: can so you, yeah. we'll, play, we'll, we'll be playing Houston in the first round. Which would be a tough-ass matchup. Yeah, but, but. Being,
2: you can't really expect it. I expect to play Houston in the
1: first round after a wild card win. All right, so the main point, what I've gotten, is that despite – the lackluster month, the bad month of baseball by the Yankees, you are still riding with this team and saying a move may have to be made, but they should be in the playoffs
2: at the end of the season. At the same time, I kind of see my rear view of the other shoe falling. So you're nervous. Just, just, you're you're I, a little nervous. I am. Just the way we played the last three weeks. The bullpen was our a strong point. Now it's our Achilles heel. Does that need to be addressed? First base has been a black hole. That needs to be addressed. Yes. Torres going down hurt because... He was going to replace Hedley. I think everyone knew it was eventually going to come. Probably would have been here already because I think Super 2 is like July 2nd, so it would have been clear to come up by now. Like, things that were in place are happening. Now, It's Brian Cash's job to put it all together, Yeah, I always makes moves at deadline. Always, always, always. Is it Justin Bour? Is it Hosmer? Someone lower than that just someone to plug in at first base? It's, it's, it's the whole... Is it a guy Again, across town? Yeah. Lucas do da day I doubt it. But, now, so you have Ellsbury, Hicks, Garner, um, Judge... Am I missing somebody? Hicks. we have out there this? You is, said Hicks, right? They're all healthy. What do you do? Frazier. Frazier. Oh, Fraser. Yeah. What do you do? It's a
0: good question. Send Fraser down. They're not all healthy. You set Fraser down right now? Um, if you're gonna have to do something, he's, yeah, he's got the him. option. Well, I mean, Mike, let's start. Let's start
1: over with you because we just got Phil's perspective. Yeah. Um, he's a little nervous, but he still is thinking playoffs should be a
0: real thing. So, 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 so I so, you, got. I got to start from the top. Yeah. I, I was, got. You gotta, you gotta, take it, I got to start from April. I kind of pegged them playoff team I said 80, plus, 85 plus wins I knew as long as the pitching held up they would be able to contend so April good month um, you know it was first place Red Sox had off month Baltimore got off to a good start fanned off Toronto never really got going they felt the effects of losing Encarnacion Tampa Bay always that team that sticks around and you know as of right now they're they're, they're there May was a crazy month for the Yankees, best team in baseball, hottest team in baseball, everything clicking. June, exact opposite. So now we're in the spot where. Well, wait, wait
1: you... let's let's break it off. Let's break it off. June to June twelfth, very good, six game win streak, maybe even seven, I forget what it was. June twelfth and on, very bad month.
0: I, so all of May and the you know, first week of June, evened out. The other the other three weeks, the latter part of June. Right. So. And now the Yankees have 45 and 41. Would I have liked them to have been 10 games over at this point? Who wouldn't have? If you told me at the beginning of the year they could have been four games over, I would have liked them to have been a little more. Maybe five, six, seven that area. But they're only 3.5 out from Boston. And they have uh, above 500 record against the AL East. So I think they're 25 and 20, something along those lines, four or five games over in the AL East. If you're going to lose games, I don't like getting swept by the A's. I don't like going out and losing three out of four to, you know, the the, the central teams. But win your division games. Take care of business this week against Boston and Boston. Go for the sweep if you can. If not, take two out of three. That's fine, too. Because Chris Sale just pitched. You might not see him until the end of the series, if that. So take care of your games. You know, if you win your games in your division. I expect the Yankees to make some moves. I think they're going to go for a first baseman because I don't think they could sustain with this little platoon job, you know, with He-Man, G-Man, you know, <laughs> O'Joy, it's Troy, you know, I, you know he's he's, Ten first he, he's fun, he's fun, but, you know, is Burry coming back? You know, no knows. That's another story. You know, is Austin coming back with his hamstring injury? No one knows. So now you look for a first baseman. I was saying before, maybe go after a guy like Brandon Belt, not going to break the bank, you know, he's playoff guy. He's been in a couple World Series.
1: Part of a good organization. Sure. Even struggling. You know,
0: I, you know, you were saying Philly was saying Bauer before. You know, is you know he's a power bat. You could, the porch does him well. Having a career year. You? Hosmer, you're not going to get him. I think Kansas City's going to you go know, there. after winning the World Series they're going to go you know to try to make a move themselves. So I think the Yankees got to figure something out at first because it's not going to be a third. It's just you know Headley's sticking around whether we like it or not Headley's going to be there. I, you know, I'm not going to grab about it. So it's got to be a first, and it's got to be pitching. And I think the bullpen is a little more of a concern than the starting rotation. Also, there aren't that many good starters out there to trade for. I don't want them trade for Quintana. You know, Cole, they're going to want Frazier or Torres. Right. I don't want to give those guys up. So maybe you go for, I don't know, like Pat Neshek on the Phillies. We saw him yesterday. They mentioned he has t- you know, the fourth-best ERA in – in baseball, how I about
2: mean, you try get Tommy Joseph to combine?
0: Sure, you know, like you know, you got you look for teams who are out of the race who you can give up, you know, your second tier prospects, or maybe you know, maybe you don't have to give up that guy, you know, for you know, maybe you give, like a player to me later, and you know, uh, you know, uh, your your tenth best, you know, like a an outfield prospect, you right. know, a double A prospect. Well, the bullpen's got to be shaped up because they're tired, and Joe Girardi, as much as I love him, and I'll back him. He's. It's like he's trying to get fired some nights. Moves wow. he makes, he, you know, it, it, they're questionable. Fireable offenses? Not fireable, just, you know. He has too much capital to be fired. It, it, who wants you to, to replace him with, you know? Yeah. You're doing
1: a really good job of bringing up uh, things the, no, the, the of coach. what I'm going to bring up just next. Because like, right we're here. Got,
0: we got it going, right? We're right here.
1: Right. Exactly. Right here. So. From my third eye view of... You know how you know I am. I love to dig at Yankee fans when I can. But sincerely, I don't have a rooting interest at all. If the Yankees are winning, it's fun. They're actually an exciting team. I love Aaron Judge. I like Frazier, whatever. I get that from most of my point.
2: You can't hate this Yankee team. I get that from... A lot yeah, of they're not a hateable team yeah. by any means. Uh, I mean, we're, we're trying to... We're not, we're not the same Yankee fans as usual. Oh, we're the best. Like, we understand now... I'm the same Yankee fans as usual. Yeah, but we, <laughs> it's like most of us. And we, I, we, I don't, we know... I'm, like. We're not buying a championship. We have to work for it. Right. We're all enjoying it. The, We're all enjoying whole, it at the same time. We'll the whole game up.
1: has changed. But also, you know, if, if Aaron Judge and these Yankees last for three more years and they're still doing well, they're going to start to be hated. That's just how it goes. It happened to the Warriors. Everybody loved them four years ago, and now everybody hates them. Besides the point. So from my third eye view, what I see on Twitter, some of my Yankee circle, my closer friends seem to have uh, different, uh, more opinion like me on this. In my opinion, there is no reason to even consider – Firing Joe Girardi. I spent 15 minutes on the episode from last. I'm talking
2: about it. That like to happen. But wait, yeah.
1: do you, I, my, what I want to ask you guys, because I spent 15 minutes saying how ridiculous it was on the episode from Monday. Do your Yankee circle, your friends, your Twitter followers mention this? Do you see this on Twitter? Yeah. Fire Girardi. Get him out of here. He's doing crazy yeah, stuff.
0: You, you might see fire Girardi. Um, and uh, what do you think about that when you see that? So, I don't think you fire Girardi, but he's not. Helping himself out with his bullpen decisions, with bringing in like a Batances up five, up six, you know, to give him work. And then the next night, you know, it's the eighth inning when you got Clippard in there, you know. You know, you use Chad Green opposed to Domingo Herman, you know. Like, you, you just, you question things. And, you know, he got, like Phil was saying before, he's never been under 500, He has justifiable reasonings bef- behind his moves, which, you know, you got his binder there. But, you know, if the Yankees don't make the playoffs this year, that could be an issue. We got to the point now where this team with the but MVP. is it a
1: wish, an issue, though? Come on. You this, guys were not expected to even be a 500 team. Right, but now that was
0: before we knew we had the Rookie of the Year and the MVP on your team. Now you have the most valuable That's player That's also when
1: in, you thought Tanaka was going to be the best pitcher on your team.
0: True. The last 30 days, he's been right there at Severino. He's getting it back. He's getting it back. You get, you get. The
2: game I went to, he lost. You get if,
0: if you can get the second half of the season. Severino staying his top ten URA self, Tanaka getting that form back. Montgomery being the reliable. Sabathia getting healthy. I don't know. Pineda, Pinata, you know, like at that point he's he's too volatile. He's, to rel- he's too volatile. And you know what? If that's going to be your your three, four, five starter, you take it. You take his. You know, you take the games he gives you. If the pitching could stay, you know, get back on track, you get Sanchez, who I still don't think has even gotten close to where he was last year. He's just getting into his groove now. You know, you have Didi, who's going to come, you know, just have a great second half. He's a quality, quality player. You know, he's, you know, you figure out first base. The outfield, you have the MVP in right. You're going to have reliable Gardner and left. You mix and match in center. I think I think you're gonna to have to stash Ellsberg on the bench once Hicks comes back. I agree. But so what i what I'm hearing from you though right now
1: is that if the Yankees continue to struggle in the second half after this last month and they do not make the playoffs Dude. and they fall out of contention for the playoffs, you think it could be time for a change of scenery for the Yankees and get rid of Joe Girardi?
0: Mm-mm. That's a tough question. It's a good question. Um, if the Yankees don't make the playoffs this year, I have every reason to believe Joe Girardi's on the hot seat. And that he has, because there's no way defer- he's getting fired before no, next
1: season. No, but that's why I think it's so laughable to see Yankee fans say fire him now. Yeah, it's it's projects,
0: ridiculous. It's contractual, it's
2: contractual. Yeah, you know, it, he's a guy that it's up after this year. Yeah, the, the, you know, I didn't know that, but
0: and and Rothschild. So you don't know. Maybe they clean house. You know, you don't know what they do after the season. If, they, if the Yankees miss the playoffs because they're going to get Castro back. They're going to get Holiday back. They're going to get Hicks back. They're going to get three big backs in the lineup. This is a team that has the talent there. So if injuries derail them again. Like we just brought up the Mets before. There's nothing you can do about injuries, you know? But if you have all these guys in the lineup with the most valuable player, with the bullpen that you have with Patantis and Chapman and maybe making a move, and you miss the playoffs...
2: You and, know, and get a first baseman.
0: You know, they're going to be making moves. Cashman always makes a move. He said
2: they're bars. He said on two days ago they're yeah, bars. They, you know,
0: they should make the playoffs. You know, you're a team now that you, you're making the playoffs this year. And if you miss it, you're concerned. And... You're putting Joe on in the hot seat. And, and, you know, you give him the next two months of next year.
2: I, All right. Right. I, must I hear it. you. I hear you. The people who were saying Joe Girardi have always been the people who would never like Joe Girardi.
0: That's a good point.
2: That is a very good point. Because I, before... Uh, they
1: give an excuse. Before the Mets reach the point now where they probably should get a new face in there. Uh, they will. Terry, I mean, they and will. they probably will. Before that, though, like last year when he was having this team compete and fight back for a playoff spot... And people were still saying fire Terry Collins. It was the people who never liked him also. So that is a really good point. Maybe the people, the loudmouths, who hate Girardi have always not liked him. And they just are finding reasons to not like him even more now. I
2: mean, not, not kind of justifiable in a sense, I guess. He's but been, he's been the same fire. manager yeah.
1: he's always been. And what from my perspective, you get a Yankees team that plays hard and competes to win. Night in, night out. You can't ask for much more than that.
0: I want, um, I want to see if you guys think the Yankees... What their over/under will be, I'm gonna give you a number. But before we do that, give me your two minutes on your Mets. Give me a couple minutes. Just you know, can get, I be really
1: honest with you. Get, break it down. I have absolutely stopped caring. Stop. Like I got. I don't want to say I fully stopped paying attention because I keep an eye and I, I watch a game here and there. But I have not gone out of my way to watch their games. I have been absolutely more tied into the NBA offseason. and even I. Wa- I will choose to watch an NBA summer league game over the Mets. Right. with
2: the Yankees. We watch Yankees over the Mets. Hmm.
1: Nah, uh, sure, but I would still watch a summer league game before okay. both of
2: them. <laughs> uh, the
1: Mets are, you know, they don't have it. They don't have the it factor at all this year. When you mentioned how their top three guys were down—best pitcher, best relief pitcher, best player—that is true. But tied into that is all these quote-unquote key role players that they have also just struggling and never putting it together on the same stretch of, of games. You know, Seosdrubel has a three-game stretch where he hits two or three home runs. Reyes was horrible. Then as Dribble makes two errors at shortstop and uh, pulls his hamstring, Reyes has two good games. They have not put it together. They have no it factor. Their best player was recently hurt in Michael Conforto. Cespedes has been basically has no legs at this point this year. They've been a train wreck. They've been a disaster. Uh, There's no hope for them this year, and there hasn't been for a while. Uh, They need a miracle. That's how I feel. Do you want to see new manager next year? I would be fine with a new manager, yes. Do you want mid season? I d I don't see the point.
0: Do you want um young uh college Harvard guy? Do you want like the Kevin Cash? Do you want do you want you know the uh, Tony Larusso, you know, established guy? Nah, you know? Um,
1: I'd rather a young guy. Yeah. I think uh I think we need a guy with some energy and some character. Terry had energy and character, but kind of the anti-character that we're looking for. Huh. Uh I think we need a younger guy and me and new training staff.
0: <laughs> you you're getting rid of anyone? Any play? you trade any pitchers? You you looking uh you know, maybe time to start seeing what you're doing with Harvey, you you know, just playing it out. You thinking, you know, trade Bruce, what do you think? I think Harvey's trade value is so down, he's not tradable. I think Jay Bruce has the best trade value
1: and if you get prospects in return, absolutely do it. There's no reason not to. Uh, unless the Sandy Alderson, who I still have some trust in. I don't see why we wouldn't have some trust in him. Still. Unless he sees this team competing next year due to health and getting some of these young guys up, Rosario being one of them, then maybe keep him because he's been a fine player. He's been exactly what we expected him to be, around 250, some decent power numbers. He is who he is. He has been for a while. He's not the problem. Jay Bruce is not the problem. If you want to keep him and let him be a part of the middle of the lineup, fine. If you're going to get some prospects,
0: absolutely do it. I think with the Mets, you have Rosario coming up as short. The first baseman, whose name always evades me, Tom Smith, Dominic Smith. He's you know going to be good. The pitching is going to healthy. You're going to get Familiar back, hopefully. Yeah. You have Conforto. You know who, who still exists? Who I love Brandon Nimmo. Still exists. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know you got this. It's just you know I I don't I feel like I'm a Knicks fan, and this whole melodrama drama him being traded is is too much for me to handle. I can't imagine being a Knicks fan and a Mets fan, you know. Yeah. And then some people who are Jets fan. I yeah, just, thank I God
2: I'm a Giants fan. I can't do it real. I know a couple of Knicks, Jets, Mets fans. Yeah. Knicks,
0: Knicks, Jets, Mets fans. If you need someone
1: to talk to, hit me up on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, 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 I'll, I'll talk you off the cliff, man. Yeah. I got you. I have two out of your three pains. And uh, I'll probably make fun of the Jets, but I can give you some optimism on the other side. Okay, I,
2: <laughs> I have a two-prong question out of New York. Okay. One, are the Brewers for real? Two, are the Cubs for real?
0: Cubs win the division. I picked the Cubs over the you get it together. only because it's the pitching that's not there and no Chris Bryant having a great year,
2: you know, you the, everything's
0: down. The you know the, the the Cubs pitching we mentioned last time all the RAs are blown up, so now they're they're five hundred at the break. Under five hundred. Yeah, you know, they'll. uh I, I I still pick the Cubs only so because I of their, their track record.
2: Is it possible this Cubs team was supposed to win the you know, next dynasty in baseball? They just had one good year. They had the, they lost their they lost their, um leader Fitter. Time is gone. Dynast- pitching pitching's not gonna be the same as um last year gonna be with last year I was the peak. Yeah is it possible to come hey, you he had the one great year?
0: Well look so like dynasties now, you're not getting Patriot Yankee dynasties three out of four, four out of
2: six. You should throw the Giants though.
0: Giants dynasties, you know, every other year, you know. So,
1: I agree. It's hard to go back to back. It's really there's fatigue to look, it. Look at Jake Arrieta,
0: like you said that he was tired from pitching as much as he did for giving it all in the playoffs. He was he's, he's a little tired, you know? Like you you go from your regular 6-month season to now pitching all the into, into October. You think he's picking up a baseball, you know, the rest of the year. You know, you pitching into, you know, near Halloween. So and it shows. You,
1: he's been she has been lethargic. Yeah. He's been struggling. So that
0: means you only have, you know, you're not picking up a ball in November, December maybe January, February, so all of a sudden spring training. Again. Like, these, you know, it takes a toll. So you need that little off year, you know, like, you know, I, I think the Cubs are definitely a team that are going to probably run the central for the next, you know, foreseeable future.
1: You heard a A-Rod, Arod said it. I heard his interview oh, on nice Fox question. Sports 1, and he said, they're, like, fatigue after winning a championship is absolutely a
2: real thing. And that's what it comes down to. I think that's why second half bodes well for them. A couple, couple more questions. Um, um, Arizona and Colorado, they – stick the wild card? Are they for real? Colorado's for real. Arizona is a Jace. Arizona's
0: got the pitching. Arizona's for real a Jace. Okay. Arizona's got the pitching. Colorado's mashing the ball. Colorado mashes. Uh, those uh, those two teams hit the wild card.
2: And this whole, yeah, whole wild card team, A.O. whole big mess. That mess it's all grouped together. Yankees, Rays, Minnesota, Kansas City, L.A., Texas, Seattle, Baltimore. Who's in it? Who's in the next? The final three, two weeks, who's in it? I think the Angels hang around. Yeah. When yeah. Trau comes back? Trau comes back re-energizes.
1: They've been hanging around without him. Maybe he re-energizes the team a little bit. Was it last bit.
2: year or two years ago? They hung around, too. Yeah. We're hanging around. Two years ago. Yeah, hung around. The, uh, order? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah? Yeah, I, I think it's going to have two teams from the East, two teams from the Central. And I think that, you know, it's hard playing the Astros in the West because every time you play them, they're going to beat you. They're going to win the series. They're and George Springer is a low-key
2: MVP. S- 60 games? we you don't give it to George, give it to Springer.
0: Do you think... Uh, who do you think wins... Uh, AL MVP, NL MVP, AL Cy Young, NL Cy Young.
2: I think it's Sale. I think it's Kershaw. I think it's gonna be could be Springer. Springer can stand from Judge. NL, I really like don't know if it's not my hands having a great year. Um, I a, oh Hopper, I go Zimmerman. I,
0: I might you know I
2: think both you might have both from the
0: Nationals. I think you might have Scherzer and Hopper from yeah. the Nats, and Biasly. I think you're gonna have Judge uh, and the Yankees. say any Dodgers?
2: Dodgers. Is, uh, well, who's better? Dodgers or Houston has to be the, the favorites right now. Houston's saying, you know? favorite.
1: Houston's. I think Houston, not in Dodgers? my opinion, is the best team in the league.
2: If, from NL, Dodgers.
1: Dodgers. Uh, yeah, probably Dodgers. Absolutely, Dodgers. Actually, not probably. <laughs> Definitely. Well, Washington's
2: my. Washington's right. close like, take, to it's the like, Dodgers. Like Houston, Dodgers. The Houston Dodgers that below them, are like Washington. How much? And, how
0: many inches are you putting between Los Angeles and? In Washington. I'm do like, that again? Do your I'm little like, shot again? Like four inches? You got four inches between so you can see. <laughs> yeah. I got on I, the classic I, hand ladder scale. Yeah. Uh, I'm going scale. I'm going like um I'm going like Dodges here, like Nats yeah, like right, right here. So I you got have two Yeah, I got I got, I got a, a
1: fantastic podcasting <laughs> right now. Just imagine a hand ladder scale in your yeah, head. Yeah, do it. And just think about it like listen to my voice. One's here and then and then one's here. You know, Final like, question. It's
2: pretty close. You text me right away. We're both watching. Uh, A-Rod in the boot, A-Rod in the field, how do we think about it? Is, that his, it. That's his future? I A-Rod's know?
0: fantastic. He's, he's a great personality. And he makes fun of himself. You yeah, know? he's like, a you know, he's, a, he's a quirky dad. <laughs> yeah. Is he? He's a
2: quirky
1: dad. Wow, good yeah, for him. I love A-Rod. What's not to like Get over it? He used steroids, he used a dick once, whatever. He never steroids. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. But I wonder, like... man <laughs> bash my will he take I love <laughs> him, I love him. I'm yeah, he's not. over
2: on 85. Will he take the... Okay, one second. Will he take the ownership manager route or stick with the media? Media. I, media mogul. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. A Rod Corp. A yeah. Rod Corp. A Rod Network. Yeah. So, Yankees over 85, the, you said? This is yeah. the last thing. So, we got to end up. Like 45 41. There's 46. Do the match real quick. Uh, wait, you said over on 85? So so the 86 games 45 games 96. Push. Push? If they forty they go 40 and uh, I don't know. Too much math for me. Pu- push. I just take the push always. Push always wins. Right?
0: Mm, they got, 70, you got 76 <laughs> games left. Most odds. They got 76 games left. So that means they're going to go 40 40 and... Oh, you heard the pen click there. That, means, that
1: means the math is
2: going down for no. real.
0: Uh, I already know. The, Yan- the Yankees are going to go over. They're going to hit probably like 86, What about the Vegas odds, I don't, I don't have the, the current odds. Oh, I, yeah, still, I, know you, I, still, I still have my 82 and oh, a half over. Right? 82 and the hook. How, mu- how much you put on there? Yeah. I put 500 on it. Hey, ah. you're looking good there,
2: brother. You're look, you're looking, <laughs> we're, looking, we're looking fantastic. We're going to a new mixer soon. we a new microphone yeah, soon. Yeah, right? Yeah,
0: let's go. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that sports blog. <laughs> getting jiggy
1: with it. All righty. That's the Sports Blog New York podcast any last words it's going Yankees
2: it's going Yankees um, hopefully in, in Brooklyn today McGregor Mayweather gives a little show
1: yeah maybe they'll fight each other on stage uh, while McGregor's in a suit that could be no, wait,
2: something No, awesome. um, yesterday he said it and Mayweather was like okay, I'm gonna pay for that even for payday class- yeah class- that's, that's true that's
1: true well anyway, Sports Blog New York podcast I'm Pete Kennedy
2: I'm Phil DeMayo. I'm
1: Mike Palisano peace hopefully you enjoyed the show don't forget to subscribe rate and review